Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily Very Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a good start to your week here. You know, the markets were off to a bang and start this morning. We got off to a good start. Futures were sharply lower overnight. Saw that reverse higher. Saw good gains intraday. And then it kind of all went to hell in the last hour. <laughs> not, a, not a horrible smart money hour, but it, it wasn't great. However, however, much, much different story in the internals. I'll talk about that today. Going to tell you some very interesting news uh, of what we see happening Again, in the, in the VR investing system, about what's really happening underneath this market, because just as all the bulls, and I say all, let me clarify, not every bull turned into a bear, but man, have we seen most people get bearish real quick. And there's been a pattern about this bull market for some time, okay? If you can leave out two instances, if you can leave out the, Fed, the Federal Reserve-inspired collapse of the fourth quarter of 2018, which is really a get Trump uh, Fed rate hike, eight straight red rate hikes, okay, in, for, in Trump's first two years, okay, that culminated in the December from hell, which saw the, 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 the markets drop about 15% in December. Worst December ever, even worse than the Great Depression, folks. If you can leave out that era, and if you can leave out coronavirus insanity, the pandemic that was that is coronavirus insanity, if you can leave out those two instances, which both were really about a month of hell, weren't they? Everything else has been a repeating pattern of buy the dip. It just has. Everything else has been a repeating pattern of buy the dip. Because we believe, I certainly believe this, I believe I speak for Tyler, this remains a structural bull market that has years to run. And one of the things that's interesting is investor sentiment. Because folks, when, when sentiment, when we have a, a, a garden variety correction, okay, in the S&P 500 and Dow Jones of about 12%. That's garden variety correction. But all the all these sentiment indexes and all the, 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 the Wall Street gurus go from being bullish to bearish. That is not the sign of a market top. Market tops, for, for traditional bull market market tops, look like this. <clears throat> the markets fall, but investors stay bullish. That's when you start. That's that's when you know we start to see a pattern change that looks like okay, maybe this is going to be a more significant, longer term decline. Just we just haven't seen that yet. Doesn't mean this won't be it, but folks, investor sentiment is just that important, and it's a it's a it's a real identify. It's a real marker of of the of of, of major turning points in bull and bear markets, and we just have not seen that yet. Uh, but anyway, I'll cover that more in just a moment. Got a little track there. Uh, also, uh, going to tell you about the importance of January the 24th. Today's a two-week anniversary of the January 24th, the Monday classic capitulation when the Dow Jones dropped 1,200 points. Today's that anniversary. I'll get into that. But I want to start today with one of the themes we've been on lately, uh, which is one of our favorite topics, frankly, is the return of patriotism, the red-pilling. Of not just America, but frankly, the red pilling of the world, because that's really what coronavirus insanity, a stolen election and coronavirus insanity, uh, that's what these events really have brought back to the world, is people are waking up to the fact that we are, we're surrounded by communism. We are surrounded by communists that are making that hard push, right, from the World Economic Forum, uh, Klaus, Klaus Schwab, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Great Reset. And then, uh, again, look at D.C. How, how perfect is it, by the way? <laughs> how perfect is it 
that the Washington football team changed their name is now going to be the Washington Commanders. The Washington Commies. Is that not, does God not have a delicious sense of humor or what? So, uh, but, but patriotism, you know, people are, are, are saying adios to Facebook. Are they ever? People are saying adios to Twitter. And these communist platforms that want to censor, ban us, deplatform us, not just from the internet, but from the, from the world, okay? They want to get rid of us uh, because we happen to be God-fearing, good people that simply want to have success. We value freedom. We love our families. We like our friendships. Like We like building things. That's not the way of communism, folks. Communism must destroy so that the state can consume and take over power. Because when the people are desperate, they'll do anything to be able to feed their families. And that means we've got to have the whole country look like New York City. The whole country look like the state of California, the direction they're going, okay? And so that's what we're up against. So it's so incredibly refreshing and really does for me, speaking personally, it renews my soul to see what's happening in Canada with these amazing Canadian truckers. By the way, the news today is starting in the U.S. as well. Uh, one of the uh, spokespersons for the U.S. trucker convoy was on Fox today and uh, announced their schedule, which is about to begin from California. I don't know, maybe by the Super Bowl. Uh, California up to D.C. Wayne Root had a great piece over the weekend about the, uh, the, the mother truckers, as he called them, uh, doing the ultimate, the ultimate uh, protest, shutting down the Super Bowl, possibly, and then on their way to uh, D.C. Uh, and then, again, the interview today made that very clear. This is beginning in the U.S. as well. But from the stock market point of view, folks, let me give you some hard evidence, all right, some rock-solid evidence just from a, a, an investment point of view that this is happening. Because if you follow me on Twitter, okay, I'm going to sound like I'm patting myself on the back. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Several, several months ago, I started writing and saying on this podcast that watch what's happening with Facebook and Twitter. Because even though Trump media had not gone public, remember, Trump media did not go public until October of this year, or last year. But everybody knew that it was coming. Well, what happened? All of a sudden, Facebook, their share price started getting hit. Twitter's share price started getting hit. Let me give you the bottom line numbers. Since Trump media launched, okay, since it went public through its back in October of 2021, okay, this merger, uh, since that time, Facebook, this, what is that? October, November, December, we're looking at, what, four months? Facebook is down 36%. Twitter is down 45%. Trump media is up 850%. <laughs> so that's pretty delicious too, isn't it? So to everyone saying, hey man, Kip, come on, lighten up, dude. Trump media, the launch of Trump media has nothing to do with the implosions and the share prices of Facebook and Twitter. You know what? I'm sure you're right. I'm sure it has nothing to do with it whatsoever. You know, we only like to look at logic here, right? There's no way there's a relationship there. And then, and I'll wrap with this. This just broke just before I started this podcast. News that none other than Peter Thiel, of course, a Silicon Valley legend, uh, and also a friend of Trump, today resigned from the, from the board of Facebook, spurring all kinds of rumors that his next move is going to be, guess where? To Trump media. Folks, we've been talking about this year for a long time. Trump media is not just truth social. Trump media is far more than that. 
And again, that's what has Silicon Valley and the communists uh, that uh, big tech really concerned. They know what's coming because we've got a new sheriff in town. His name is Donald Trump and Trump Media and Devin Nunes, the CEO of Trump Media, because it's not just True Social, which launches uh, supposedly going to launch on, on February 21st. That hard that has not been announced as a hard date. I want to make that clear. Only Trump has said and Devin Nunes has said that's going to be first quarter of this year. But the word did leak. It was it was February 21st. I, I think that probably will be the date sometime, at least sometime this month of February. Because it's not just true social, right? It's it's broadcasting all under all under the umbrella of Trump Media broadcasting, taking on the likes, of course, the losers at CNN and, and MSNBC, which have really they put themselves out of business, haven't they? NBC and by the way, Fox News. I can hardly unless I'm watching Tucker Carlson, and I don't want to name. I I, I like Maria Bartiroma. There are several uh, on air uh, personalities that I do like uh, on Fox News, but. Otherwise, unless it's about four or five of the people that I can name, because they got real Lou Dobbs, who's fantastic, it, it's just, it, it really is unwatchable. It, it is almost like watching CNN when they first made the turn. That's how bad Fox is getting. So they better wake up too, because Trump Media is going to have a broadcasting division, which I think overnight, again, assuming they get the right people, maybe they get Tucker Carlson over there, they can leave Sean Hannity as far as I'm concerned at, at Fox where he is. But uh, uh, he's, he's a great patriot. He just gets on my nerves a little bit. But again, in addition to True Social, they're going to have Broadcasting Division. They're going to have their own Cloud Services Division, their own Advertising Division. And uh, you know what? As I've been putting the word out to some of my contacts through, uh, through uh, that happen to know uh, President Trump, wouldn't it be great with what's happened to the Canadian truckers, right? You saw what happened over the weekend, this ungodly act by GoFundMe to seize $9 million in contributions. Some of that money is mine, by the way. Some of that money is mine. To seize $9 million in funds that good people, right, have contributed maybe $25, 50 bucks here and there, $75, maybe $5. You know, just regular people making their, saying, you know what, this is a chance for me to make my voice known and to say, hey, I'm part of this movement. GoFundMe seizes $9 million and first says they're not going to return it. But they're going to distribute it to charities, <laughs> probably to BLM and Antifa, of course, because they support them. Again, GoFundMe is a communist organization. That They've now made that very clear. They've had to since backtrack because several attorneys general said, you know what, uh, we're, we're coming after you. That's, you can't, that's not legal. And, of course, this all happened at the uh, request or demand of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Wow. What a what – a, uh, what a what a what a character this guy is! Talk about somebody that needs to go out the hard way, right? Uh, but it's happening. They're all being exposed for what they really are, and uh, that's all. Again, that's part of the red pilling we talked about, and it's a very very good thing. But wouldn't it be great if Trump Media would also launch under uh, their platform a crowd a, a crowdfunding division, so that patriots, right? Uh, could could fund these things. Also, by the way, Peter Thiel is also tied into Rumble, which, of course, is the YouTube replacement for patriots and people that don't want to be censored. And uh, he's a major shareholder in Rumble. So it, it looks to me like it's, it'd be a natural transition and a perfect fit for Peter Thiel to join Trump Media. Uh, I think that's maybe one of the reasons Trump Media was up so big today. At one point today, I think it was up 12%, 13%. It did finish flat on the day. But again, it's had such a huge run. Uh, again, up 
just since October when it started going public via SPAC, symbol DWAC. Uh, but again, patriots are coming to life. Being red-pilled is all a very good thing. Okay, uh, let's talk about the markets today. Again, markets had a nice, not a huge move, higher, but we were up more solidly certainly than we closed, although the rest 2000 did finish up a half percent. Dow Jones finished really flat, up a point, 35,091. SP 500 down 16, really call that flat. NASDAQ today, after at one point being up, I saw, I think I saw 135 points, actually finished down 82. But don't despair, I've got some news for you that's going to show that this pattern change continues here, certainly in the NASDAQ. NASDAQ again finishing down 82 points. As I said, Russ 2000 today up, up 10 points, up a half point today. 10 year yield back down to 1.91%. Oil also took a breather today as well. I think some of these inflationary fears are about to start coming out of the market. That's, that's something that we've said here for some time. And because, folks, my experience is when the, the CNBCs and Bloombergs of the world, when they're talking about one thing all day long, that means we're very near a top. When the Google trends, right, when everybody's Googling uh, inflation, right, these are signs of investor sentiment reaching frothy levels or, or just consumer sentiment reaching frothy levels and typically market top. Uh, of course, we have Biden as president. So, you know, uh, expect the worst with this guy. But the great news of Biden, and again, we started, I started saying this months ago, is this guy is the first, the earliest president to become a lame duck president in, in, the, in modern era. Okay, he's been a lame duck for some time now, but he can't get anything done now. And that's not going to change from now in the midterms. It's only going to get worse. The great news there is that means there's less damage he can do to the country as a lame duck president. That's really going to be the case come November. And guess what the markets love more than just about anything else? And I'm not making this up. We actually have data that backs this up. The markets do the best when there is gridlock in D.C. And so, again, we have that now. Nothing, nothing big is going to get passed. Nothing big at all is going to get passed. I don't even know if he's going to get a Supreme Court justice nominee uh, because I think the first is probably going to be kicked out. Uh, let's hope there's always enough rhinos in, in D.C. Uh, to help uh, Democrats go with them because they're really they're part of the same party. They're part of the elite ruling class together, aren't they now? Um, but anyway, the point being, no major legislation is going to get passed that could harm America. He'll be the executive order president, just like just like Obama was. And that's a very has a very limited impact, certainly on the economy, on most Americans' lives, and uh, on the stock market. Again, the market loves gridlock, so this is all setting up very well for those that are bulls. Again, so many have switched, have swapped now from being bulls to bears. That's the kind of move in investor sentiment we really want to see, and we like seeing. Also, and here's the key point that I saw today. Again. The January 24th lows, folks, that was the 1,200-point collapse on Monday morning. My mentor, Ted Parsons, would have been buying everything on that reversal higher because we, we went down 1,200 points, and then boom, here came the rally. You know, we recouped all the 1,200 points and losses. It closed up on the day. That's a classic Monday capitulation. It just is. But we need to hold those levels. And I wrote this up this morning. In case you're taking notes here, these are important levels. What we want is the January 24th lows to hold. Right now, the Dow Jones is right at 1,900 points above those levels. So it's about 5.5% above. The NASDAQ is right at about 950 points above. And so that's about 7% higher. So we are comfortably uh, 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 above those capitulation lows from uh, two weeks ago today. 
And again, that's the kind of thing. We don't want to see those loads violated. The only concern that we have, again, wrote this up this morning, we, we've got some indexes that are not above their 200-day moving average that need to be. Now, the Dow Jones, SP of 100, they're above the 200-day. But guess what's not? The NASDAQ, down about 4% below the 200-day. Not, nothing huge, but we, we don't want to see that continue to be the case. Bad things happen below the 200-day moving average. Uh, also, and this is probably our two biggest concerns, both the transports and the uh, and housing are both below the 200-day moving average. The Dow Jones transports are only about 1% below the 200-day, but again, we don't want them to, uh, to, to, uh, to, 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 to linger much longer below that level. The bigger concern, because it's such an important driver, matter of fact, it's our number one driver and leading economic indicator in the VRA system, is housing. Housing right now is 7%. Uh, below its 200-day moving average, using the housing index as a guide there. We want to see that reverse as well. Of course, housing has been driving everything. We think it will. We think this is temporary. Again, we've got some uncertainty going into the March Fed rate hike. We're going to have a Fed rate hike. We recommend that they go ahead and do a half, a half, a half percentage point, do 50 basis points, get it out of the way, be one and done to the midterms. Of course, they won't. And you know why? Because they love being the center of the universe. They see themselves as a financial masters of the universe. The, they, if they could, right now they have monthly meetings in, in Jay Powell's monthly press conferences. If Jay Powell could get away with doing a daily press, twice a day press conference, he could rotate with the other Fed governors. Oh my God, they would love it. They're probably talking about doing this. They already love getting in front of cameras way too much. These people should be working in the background. We should never hear from these people. We should only hear from them when they have a Fed meeting once a quarter. Make that public. Otherwise, Issue a statement we don't need to hear you get in front of a mic and get diarrhea of the mouth. This is one of the reasons the markets have been so volatile. Because what's he going to say today? Oh, my God, he said this yesterday. What's he going to say tomorrow? And then you've got these other thousand Fed governors <laughs> that come out and, 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 and give their two cents. And it's just that the market's driven by algorithms. So that's where the volatility comes from. It's really a disgrace. Uh, by God, it's one of the things that really has to be changed. Uh, when we get uh, hopefully some common sense Republicans, some real patriots back in, and uh, make sure the Fed understands they work for us. We don't work for them, although they are a very private banking cartel, aren't they? But the, the good news today is the internals, because even though the NASDAQ finished down 82 points, again, not a great smart money hour, not terrible, but not great. NASDAQ today, positive, solidly positive advanced decline. This is a pattern change. We had 700 more stocks advancing in NASDAQ today uh, than we did declining. Also, volume. Volume was solidly positive. $700 million more trading to the upside, the downside in volume. That's a good win today from the internals. Again, that's a pattern change that continues, and we want to see it continue. Same thing NYSE, folks. NYSE was positive against decline. A solidly positive volume. The only negative today, we had about 3 to 1 more stocks hitting new 52-week lows than 52-week highs. That's not a deal uh, breaker for us, but uh, the advanced decline in volume is what's most important, uh, the way we track it here. And so we'll take this as a big W today. It's a big W if you're bullish from the internals today. Again, this is a pattern change. We think it's going to continue. We do think the lows are in. The January 24th lows are in. And we think we're going to see a whole, a whole lot of bears are going to flip back to being bulls. A whole lot of shorts are going to cover those positions and come in. That's more fuel for the fire on the way up. Because you've got to remember, we are now five weeks away from the first red rate, uh, Fed rate hike. What do the markets really love? Historically, 
this is counter to probably with everything you've heard, the markets love rate hikes. They just do. Uh, at least the first, the early rate hikes at least. We can say for the first maybe, uh, I don't know, six months, year, possibly longer. But history tells us that once the first rate hike takes place, the market goes higher. It just does. Doesn't mean it will happen this time. Historically, it's a repeating pattern that has been uh, etched in stone now for a very long time. And I think it's going to hold up here as well. It's going to freak a lot of bears out when they realize, wait a minute, why is the market going up with rates going up? And by the way, there's a reason that happens, okay? The reason that rate hikes happen historically is that it means the economy is improving. The economy is improving. You, you, interest rates must rise. Yes. So that's all a very good thing. You just don't want to see it get out of hand. And that's a problem with, this, with the Federal Reserve is they just overplay their hand all the time. And, of course, frankly, there are no accidents there. Uh, in our sector watch today, not, uh, not a great-looking picture today. Not horrible. But we had our 11 S&P 500 sectors. We had seven finished lower, four finished higher. Left to the downside by communication services. Again, Facebook getting crushed again today. Uh, communication services down 2.2%. Tech today down 6 tenths of 1%. To the upside, energy uh, up 1.3%. Financials also up 3 tenths of 1%. Um, in our commodity watch today, we had... Uh, that screen here just there it is okay gold today trying to put a move together at $14 an ounce at $18.21 an ounce silver up a big 55 cents an ounce today it's a nice move in silver at $23.02 uh, an ounce copper flat on the day at $4.48 a pound oil today take a little bit of a breather but it's been so red hot down 72 cents a barrel at $91.59 and uh, bitcoin again if you if you believe that bitcoin is a risk on asset it's also, by the way, been kind of for, for a number of years now, not perfect, but it has been a, a, kind of a, a leading indicator for the stock market. Uh, and again, Bitcoin is, is suddenly bottomed after what, hitting 32,900. Uh, also, by the way, on that January 24th low, there's that date again. That was a capitulation low for Bitcoin as well. Since then, it's risen to 43,972, where it is now up 2,311. Uh, still well below its 200-day moving average, which is about 49, almost, well, 40, just over 49,000 is the 200-day. So we still remain about 5,100 below the 200-day, but it did recoup its 50-day moving average. Okay, folks, that's it for the day. Again, hope you all had a great Monday. We always appreciate you listening. Come and join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.